This is Brain Diet, episode number 123. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to this episode. We are discussing those moments, if you can relate to them, where you want all the things. For me, typically, this comes up in my brain at the end of the day when the workday is done, the kids are asleep, and I want everything, meaning not just a show to watch. I want the show, and I want to be on my phone at the same time, and I want to be eating something, and I want to be getting a massage, and I want every type of delightful experience to be happening all at the same time. And in these moments for myself, even when I have all the things, I'm still a little bit eager for more. So see if you can relate to this, where you have these moments where you're like, okay, I have this that feels good and this that feels good and this that feels good and I want more and then I don't even enjoy what I do have. Whether it's like watching a show, playing a game, eating ice cream, getting a massage, like all at once. These moments can cause negative results in our life. And what's interesting is I think we get these negative results without being completely certain or aware where they are originating from. And that's why I wanted to do an episode on this because I think there's so much hidden in these moments where at the end of the day, you just want all the things. You want to relax, you want to have fun, you want to eat, you want to consume. These moments are not necessarily a problem until they are. And so whether or not you have a specific oh yes, that is problematic for me, I think that what I'm going to share today will be useful regardless. If you have these moments, define for yourself if they are a problem and why, meaning what results do they cause? When you are wanting all the things at once in the evening or whenever it is for you, does it cause you to overeat? Now, if that's the case, I would take it a step further and say, what does overeat mean for you and how do you know you've done it? Do these moments when you are wanting more and over consuming, does that lead to like feeling sick in the middle of the night or feeling sick the next morning? Or does it lead to pain and discomfort in your body, like physical discomfort? What does that mean and how do you know when it happens? So maybe that is a problem that's caused by these moments. Maybe when you're constantly scrambling for more scrambling for more stimulation, maybe it takes time away from other things that you know you want to be doing. Or maybe these behaviors do lead slowly to weight gain. Or maybe these behaviors lead to poor sleep. I know sometimes when people eat later at night, that can have an effect on the quality of their sleep. I'm going to say this, eating after seven o'clock is not a bad thing. When you eat your calories in the day is not good or bad. And there's not like a time on the clock that before is good and after is bad. In terms of your health and weight, the calories are just what matter. And when you eat them is more just up to you and how it affects you. So some people can eat late at night and not have it affect their sleep. Other people have the opposite problem. For me, if I eat too late, I tend to get really weird dreams and sometimes I do wake up more. So I tend to not eat too late at night to avoid that. But that's not because 
eating at night is bad. Or in these moments, do you check out when maybe you need to be present? When in your constant seeking of more, does your brain just kind of numb out when you'd rather be there present enjoying what's actually happening? So for you, the more clear you are about these moments, the easier it's going to be to work your way through it. Like even if you have a break in your day and you sit down and you're like, well, I want to watch a show and I want to look at my phone and I want to eat something and I want to do this and I want to do this, right? We're like trying to maximize this break that we have for ourselves. Sometimes when we are scrambling for more and trying to do all the things at once, there can be problems. So define what that would be for you. What is the result that comes when you are feeling that way? But let's talk about why this is. Why is it that at the end of the day or when we have a break to relax that we want not just one thing but all the things? We want everything at once and then even when we have it, we somehow still want more. Our brains seek pleasure. Our brains want to feel good. It is an indicator that that life is good, that we are surviving, that we're doing the right thing. Sometimes we take something that makes us feel good and we want to multiply it. Meaning, oh, we have this one thing that feels good. Let's capitalize on this. For example, when many of us go on vacation, we not only go on vacation and are in a relaxing place or a place that's different and fun, we also want to enjoy the food. Now, again, I'm not saying this is a problem. In fact, sometimes it can be a great way to really experience and have a full vacation. However, being aware of this happening can be really important for all of us. On vacation, we not only want the pleasure of the vacation, but we want the pleasure of the company, of the food, of the whatever else. Our brain gets into a space of, oh, this feels good. Let's see if we can get more. So this is why in those moments when you're watching TV, you're like, oh, but I also want to be on my phone. Oh, but I I also want to be eating something. Because what happens is this compounds the dopamine. It intensifies the experience of pleasure. And if that's what the brain is after, then it makes perfect sense that this is what happens. Repeating this cycle also makes sense too. Because the brain is such an adaptable machine that it will say, we found this awesome solution for discomfort. When we feel maybe not so good or we've had a long day, we found this really great solution where we feel really good. And then we can find even more things to add on top of it. So let's keep that up. This is the brain's rationale. Your brain in these moments isn't thinking about what effect this will have now in the moment or in the future other than it just feels good now. It's not thinking of the expense that's happening otherwise, whether presently or in the future. All it cares about is, okay, this just feels good now. No matter what the consequence, this feels good. So this must be a good thing. So for me, for example, it might feel good when I am watching a show while eating my breakfast. But then in that moment, Maybe I'm not as present with my kids. Maybe they're calling me and I'm not quite as checked in with my brain because my brain is like, hey, we know that when we do this, we can check out and not feel discomfort. And so while the brain believes that's a good thing, there's a cost to me in that moment. Maybe I'm not as present with my kids or I don't hear them. Or maybe I end up spending more time than I ultimately want to and I get behind schedule. But even in the moment, I'm like, but this feels good. Doesn't matter. Feels good. Or maybe I eat more than my body needs. All of these things in the moment can be happening, but the brain's not paying attention to any of that. 
Its main goal is I want to feel better. I want to have even more pleasure. Is it possible that we can get something else to help us feel even more delighted? This is the brain's job is to seek pleasure, no matter what the cost in the moment or later. Now, our tendency is to judge ourselves for this. Our tendency is to look at how we are compensating for discomfort at the effect of other things in our life. And we think something's, I'm such a lazy person. Like I'm such a terrible mom that I watch a show and eat my breakfast and then end up not hearing my kids when they need something. But don't judge yourself for this pattern in your mind. Because really, it makes perfect sense that you want to seek more pleasure. It is the brain working perfectly. For a machine whose job is to keep us alive, it's doing a very stupendous job. It's doing it based on its programming. We seek pleasure. This feels good. And if we can get more, let's get more. And especially then, if we know that there's a possibility for more and then we don't have it, we're left sitting with the discomfort and the brain's like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't like this. It works really well to just compound this to intensify what we're doing. We cannot blame our brain for doing this. We have to have some understanding that, oh, of course this is happening. It makes sense. I don't need to blame myself for doing this. And oftentimes that awareness alone can flip a switch with your ability to choose. Because if you can understand your brain, then you have so much more authority over it. In these moments when you are seeking to compound the dopamine, when you are trying to intensify a pleasurable experience, whether it's something grand like a vacation or just at the end of the day, it is for you to check in and say, does this cause a problem for me? Because maybe sometimes it really doesn't and that's okay. But I think it's worth asking the question just to be able to see like, oh, maybe this is creating this and this end result isn't something that I want. In which case, clarity and specificity with all of this will help you navigate it. But if you are just in your default state, if you aren't asking these questions of what am I trying to avoid and what effect does this have, when you aren't asking those questions, you are always going to continue to do what feels best right now, even if there is a negative effect down the road. So this is where awareness and asking yourself these questions is so important. We require this type of awareness of this default state and a willingness to be uncomfortable in the overriding it. For example, we, in my kitchen, I have a place where I have my kitchen towels. And so when I'm making dinner or cleaning up, I am constantly going to the towels to dry my hands, to do whatever else. And when that towel isn't there, it can happen 10 times in 10 minutes where I will still go to grab it to dry my hands or do something or to dry a dish. And it's not there. And I'm like, oh, like I feel a little bit of a, oh, I don't like, it's not where it's supposed to be. This is in a default state. My brain knows how this goes. I don't want to have to think about this. I don't want to have to come out of this default state. It's uncomfortable. But if I were to say, you know what, I want to move the towel and have it somewhere else that's maybe a little bit smarter, makes a little bit more sense. I would have to be willing to override that discomfort when I initially have this habit in place. I'd have to be willing to say, oh yeah, I'm going to keep going back to the oven where the towel was and that's okay. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable for a while, but that's okay because I know that what I'm changing and what I'm doing is going to be better overall. But it requires that willingness to be like, it's okay if I go there and I'm a little bit interrupted 
Uh, my flow was interrupted, but that's okay. What happens in these moments is we are either seeking this pleasure when we are trying to have all the things, the show, your phone, the snacks, whatever else. We are seeking pleasure or we can also be seeking the result of just being checked out. We don't want to be with our feelings or miss out on extra dopamine. Those are the two motivators that it's like, I don't want to be uncomfortable and I want to feel even more good than I could. If we didn't have those two motivating factors, we would not perpetuate these behaviors. If we weren't constantly thinking of how we could avoid discomfort and feel good, then this wouldn't happen. This wouldn't be a problem. Again, due to the structure and the programming of our brain, which is absolutely fine. It's nothing to blame yourself for or feel bad about. It's something to understand. So when you are being aware of these moments and perhaps limiting the dopamine, limiting the pleasure, there's going to be discomfort in that disruption that's happening in an otherwise very effective neural pathway. We form neural pathways based on what gets rewarded. And so if we are having a desire for something at the end of the day and we get it all, that's where the brain picks up like this is good this works when i offer this desire it gets rewarded it's a completion of a cycle so i'm going to continue with this cycle continue offering this because i know it gets rewarded and then i know we feel good so we have this effective neural pathway that is very uncomfortable to disrupt so as you look at yourself in these situations have compassion for yourself for when you do these things, when you are seeking more, and for when you are trying to disrupt it. When you are trying to say, okay, there are things I'm doing in these moments that are creating negative results, and I don't want to create those. So I have to increase my willingness to be a little bit uncomfortable and just relax into it and understand nothing has gone wrong that I feel this way or even that I'm doing this. But because I want to create different results, I want to be more present for my kids, or I don't want to eat so much, or I want to sleep better tonight, you have to be willing to embrace some discomfort. So the two steps that I offer for these situations are to first be aware of this cycle. Be aware of the habitual element to it. Be aware that just as I, div- I didn't have the habit when we first moved into the house, I didn't always go to the spot where the towels were. It was something that I developed over time because of cues. Oh, my hands are wet in the kitchen. Brain, towel is over there sitting on the oven. That is something that developed over time because of those triggers, those circumstances, those things, those cues that led me to develop that behavior to then take that neural pattern and just put it back on default. Don't have to think about it, just something that I do and it works. So for you to check in What are the circumstances, the moments in my day, in my life that lead to this cycle of wanting more, 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 and then having that create negative results? What am I thinking in these moments that leads me to do this? What's the thought going through my mind? So maybe at the end of the day, you're having a thought like, I just need to relax, or I've had a long, stressful day. I deserve this. Be aware of those thoughts that are going through your mind because those are the initial catalyst to set everything else in motion. You might have certain foods in the fridge or a certain time on the clock, and those are all just neutral pieces of information. And the brain takes it and attaches a thought to it that then triggers the rest of the behavior. 
So identify that cycle, be aware of that cycle and look at the thought, what am I thinking right before this behavior? And how can I create more awareness around it that can help me understand and be aware when it happens? Like, oh, there's that thought again. There's that cue. There's that cue outside of me. Here's the thought that wants to set this neural pathway in motion. And then to ask yourself, what do I think after the fact? How do I feel physically? Like, what is the cycle? So maybe I get that initial dopamine hit and then afterward I think that was terrible. I'm so lazy. I'm such a terrible person. Or maybe I feel physically unwell. Like what is the aftermath of that? And then the next day, the cycle will likely start over based on however periodic these moments are for you. So be aware of that and get specific because the more specific you can be with these moments, the more you can jump onto it and and click into it to where you're like, oh, this is what's happening because I got really specific to know when it's this exact time of day, when other people are doing this, when I have this type of food in my house, this is the thought that I have and this is what happens. This is what it leads me to do. So then step two is to go into that moment when you know that thought is coming, to go into those moments with a plan and awareness. What is the thought that I usually think that leads me to behave this way, to seek out all of the pleasure? And what will you believe on purpose in those moments so that you can check in with yourself versus check out and just complete the cycle? You will have to feel some slight discomfort to interrupt this cycle. What do you want to believe that will allow that to happen for you to really check in, to be able to create a different result for yourself? Whether it's believing something like, I can tolerate this for a few minutes. Nothing has gone wrong that I feel a little bit uncomfortable. I'm really good at feeling uncomfortable. I wonder why this keeps coming up for me and how can I love myself all the way through it? Find a thought that you can consciously grab onto in those moments that interrupts the cycle despite the discomfort. The answer in these moments isn't to get rid of all of your electronics or to not have any treats in the house or to just set a rule to not eat after seven. Because even though that solves a part of it, that doesn't give us any understanding of what's happening for us that leads us to behave this way. And while changing our circumstances outside of us can be useful, if we don't have an understanding of what happens in the midst of those circumstances, we become a victim to them. Because sure, we might decide not to eat after seven or we might eliminate all of the treats in our house, but then what happens in those moments where it doesn't go to plan, where the circumstances aren't what you were trying to control? If you have an understanding of yourself, it makes everything so much easier to view and to navigate through. Recognize that these moments are habitual. They are a habit and it's going to come up again and again. Having awareness in a singular moment doesn't mean it's going to stop the neural pathway to stop the habit entirely. That's okay. Give yourself permission to take as much time as you need to, and as much incidences as you need to be aware and to feel your way through it. Have a plan in place for those moments. If there are results that it's creating that you don't want, then you have to go in with a plan ahead of time. At the end of the day, when it's nighttime and you have those cues, your brain just goes, we know what to do here. We, we just can seek out this and we know how to get this and we know how to do this. It's kind of like those people when they will say, okay, I'm taking all of the sugar out of my house and they do. And then at 10 o'clock one night, they go to the grocery store and buy, you know, multiple vats of ice cream. You can control your circumstances, but until you understand what's happening with you internally, it won't work. 
in these moments, know that you can tolerate some discomfort. Just anticipate it. It's kind of like when you're working out and you know it's going to be terrible, especially like with runners, when you know that like that first mile, those first two miles are just terrible. They're so hard. And then you kind of get into a groove. But you just know that you anticipate it and you're like, I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. I'm just going to get through it. This is how you can anticipate the discomfort in these moments when you aren't going to keep reaching for those pleasurable dopamine causing things outside of us. Anticipate that discomfort and allow for it for the sake of what you want in your life. If you don't want to keep gaining weight, then allow for the discomfort. Be willing for it. If you want to sleep well, then allow for some discomfort. If you want to be more present with your kids, then allow for some discomfort. Our ability to be uncomfortable is rapidly decreasing due to all of the comfort that we have currently being invented. We are so blessed in this time and this day and age with every comfort that we have available that we are continuing to grow and develop. But that's going to mean that our brain is going to continue in saying, oh, there's more. We can get more. We can get more. We can feel even better. And the more we do that, the more we step away from our lives, the more we check out and start to create negative results for ourselves. Like there was a time where we didn't have phones to go take to the bathroom. Like when's the last time you went to the bathroom without having your phone with you? Like I remember the first time my dad did that. He took his phone to the bathroom. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And now we all do that because we are adapted to the comfort level. There was a time where we didn't have heating and cooling and we weren't such babies with saying, it's 73 degrees. I'd rather it be 74. <laughs> it's like we're adapting. And this is an amazing thing. Like it's, there's never been a better time to be alive. And I believe that. But I think having an understanding, of your, uh, an understanding of your brain is so crucial because otherwise we will be a victim to all of this, to our own programming, to our own brain's function. When we can understand that, then it doesn't become a problem. We can just see what our brain is doing and allow for some discomfort and still be present with our lives. Being uncomfortable isn't a new thing, and it doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong. So allow yourself to be uncomfortable. Understand these moments that your brain just wants a little bit more. Understand the cycle and go into them with a plan. If it's creating a result that you don't want for yourself, go in with a plan and be willing to feel some discomfort. That's all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.